Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. The best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you get paid the podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So come on. Come on to Anchor. Get your podcast started. It's the best way to podcast. It's easy. It's free. Can't be free. Come on over right now. And you get paid to podcast. So if you always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm forward slash start to join me in a diverse community of podcasts already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm forward slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. What's going on? What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? I'm your host, Grand Hefe, and get ready for another episode of Unpopular Opinion. Hey, man, how y'all doing, man? Today, Wednesday, July 11th. Hey, man, today, man, we got a big show. I ain't, I, I won't even sit here and lie to you today, man. Um, This may be my best show ever. Nah, that's a stretch, but every show I do is, is the best show. Um, But, uh, no, man, today, man, um, this offseason, man, these guys has really gave us a lot of talking points, man. I thought this offseason was going to be really, um, I thought this offseason was going to be really, really, really boring, man. Um, You know, I even had to take a week off because, you know, the content wasn't, um, the content wasn't, um, wasn't, wasn't there. Uh, you know, especially, you know, during that down period of free agency before free agency actually started that week before free agency, you know, but man, boy, they have really, 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 really jump started. Uh, <laughs> they have really jump started this, um, all season. Let's get right into it, man. Uh, pictures surfaced yesterday, man. LaShawn McCoy, uh, alleged girlfriend, uh, you know, I guess one of her friends, um, posted up the, um, one of her friends posted up the picture of, of, you know, her friend. She was, she stated herself as a friend. Um, one picture on the left was a picture of, you know, her regular. And then the other one was like this, the picture on the right is from this morning, which was yesterday morning, Tuesday morning, um, at the hospital. I mean, badly beaten, you know, uh, and when I first read the report, of course, you know, everybody got they their initial first take on it. Um, like, oh, yeah, he's done. He's this. He's that. And I was one of those people, you know. I was saying, like, he's done. Hey, man, this show is called Unpopular Opinion for a reason. I'm just going to lay out the facts. I don't care about anything else. Uh, or, or I'm going to lay out what, what we already know so far. Uh, listen, man, um, at first I was thinking that he was the one that actually did it. You know, uh, Buffalo is already um, already investigating. The NFL is probably already going to be be um, investigating, of course, uh, any domestic uh, violence situation uh, from their rule. Your first offense is supposed to be, you know, I believe, it's like a six game suspension or something like that. It's it's really a joke, really, because they're only really doing it just to appease people. They're not doing it because that's how they actually feel about domestic violence. Because if they did, then they would have already had a domestic violence 
policy in place way before the Ray Rice incident, and they botched that incident because they had already suspended him for the, dom the domestic violence issue. And then when they seen the video, they suspended him again, which don't make any sense. Like how? Like so? Did you care about her getting getting beat up, or did you not care about her getting beat up because you gave him the suspension when you heard about it? Then when you seen the video, oh that's bad. Now we need to go back and do it again. And now they're now not, and then you know they made the policy. They're trying to cover their behind, but you know Lashawn McCoy, uh, um, Lashawn McCoy um denied it. He put on Twitter yesterday for the record the totally bases and offensive claims made against me today. On social media are completely false. Furthermore, I have not had any direct contact with any of the people involved in months. So, you know, obviously, man, I do my reporting before I come on here. I do my investigations before I come on here to give you guys, you know, what I think is, is the real, you know. And I try to not to put any emotions in any of this because that's how you start to get, that's how you start to lose people. When you start putting emotions in it, I'm, I'm, I'm a guy that like to deal with facts. Now, what we know is that LaShawn McCoy, this happened in his home in Georgia, you, you know, uh, from the reports, from the police report, he was not there. There was his alleged girlfriend or ex-girlfriend, whoever she was, because from the reports, they had already been trying, they had already broke up or something like that, and he was already trying to get her out the house, out his house, in the, the house in Georgia. Now, from the police reports, the police reports shows that um, that it was her, and another victim. One, the other victim had minor injuries. Of course, um, his alleged girlfriend had the the more the more the more serious injuries. Um, her uh, her friend said dudes was sent to the house, and I quote: "Dudes, dudes sent to victim house, and she was pistol whipped and robbed." So the, from that reports, it it was true. That they were going there for a robbery. They was going there, and from the reports, police report, they asked for specific items. Um, um, they said that this was that his house was a was 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 targeted. Um, now where Lashawn McCoy gets into this at, you know, at first I was like, man, he's done. Like his career is done. They're gonna try to find every reason to throw the book at him. But now, now they're gonna have to prove. You know, now they're going to have to prove since Shady was in Miami all summer training. Now they're going to have to prove that he hired somebody. Which I don't think these guys are stupid, but who knows? I don't think he'll be stupid enough to leave a paper trail if he hired somebody to go to his to his house and pistol whip his girlfriend. Like that's that's, you know, that's kind of that's kind of extreme. And, you know, the claims made against him, you know, um. Also in that post, the initial post, the girl already deleted the initial Instagram post. Um, uh, she said that she was advised by the by her friends, the alleged victim. Uh, um, well, I won't say alleged victim because it's clear that she that she was a victim of you know some kind of brutal. Because man, like I have three daughters, man, and it hurted me looking at that picture like I couldn't even look at it man like you know so I, I'm only saying a, you know alleged because I don't know her name you know I don't I don't know her name so I'm gonna I'm gonna say alleged because I don't know her name um in front of reports I don't think they were boyfriend and girlfriend anymore so I can't it's girlfriend I guess that that'll work but from the reports 
her friend deleted because her friend was the one who initially posted the the, the Instagram the Instagram picture and you know uh it it really says some really foul things in there you know uh about uh you know how he beat the dog into kidney failure you know uh, how he ab uh, abused drugs and all of that other stuff you know um you know she said all the illegal steroids and needles you were using you know we went like my now my thing about this let me just switch over real quick child abuse now i have a different thing on what child abuse really is i wasn't there so i don't know how what he did to him did he just spank him did he did he actually like you know nowadays it's child abuse is so dicey because you know the 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 law the system they want you to be able to not touch your child but also be able to contain your child <laughs> like um i always i always say man kids uh kids do what you allow them to do and as they get older, they know what they can and can't do. They know, oh, mommy and daddy, they ain't going to do nothing. Or mommy ain't going to do nothing. Or daddy ain't going to do nothing. So I can get away with this. And, you know, I'm an advocate of, 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 of you know, disciplining your, your kids. I didn't say abusing your kids. I say discipline your kids. Um, but, you know, she said beating a child for peeing in the bed. That's, I don't, I, I don't want to touch that situation because, I don't know how he raised his kids. I don't know, you know, if the child did it on purpose. I don't know, you know. So I'm going to stay away from the child abuse thing because I don't know. I don't, I'm not, I'm a different parent than anybody else. You parent your kids the way you parent your kids. I parent, I parent the way that I parent my kids, you know. Um, so, uh, but the thing I want to talk about is obviously the football side of things because we don't know where the legal side of things is going to is going to end up because because Shady wasn't the one that physically did this, you know. He wasn't the one that was there and did all of this. So from the reports, you know, he's been in Miami. So that's that's what we're going off. We're going off what we know now. Uh he wasn't the one that physically did it. So now the NFL and the Buffalo Bills and now the police department in Georgia, they're going to have to, they're going to have to have a no doubt case that Shady hired these men to do this. Now, the friend was saying, we know what you did. Like, I will not be quiet. You know exactly what you did. Uh, they making me take this down. Her lawyer told me that it's best if I take it down. But you know that I know everything. That's what she was saying. I'm paraphrasing what she's saying, but that was the gist of what she's saying. You know, her lawyer told me to take it down, but shady and she called him shady. You know that I know everything. That's that, you know, that's, that's what she said from the reports. You know, I know everything. So, but to prove that he was the one that actually hired these people. I mean, I'm sure it's easy because it's a quick paper trail, but if he didn't use the paper trail, how are you going to justify that? Because right now, the only thing that, you know, her side have going for them right now is Shady been wanting to kick her out of the house. He been tried to get rid of her. So there, so I'm sure her defense team will be, you know, will, will, will be pushing towards the idea that the motive was he already wanted her gone. So now he hired people to come beat, you know, to, to come to come beat her. You know, that, that'd be they, that'd be, I'm sure that's the, cause that's right now. That's the only thing they have the hand they had on since he wasn't physically there. 
he wasn't physically there, it's going to be hard to prove this on, on on their side. Now, of course, the NFL is probably going to hit him with one of them random drug tests because obviously, you know, she pointed out that he 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 was abusing steroids. He's you know he's abusing needles, uh, and you know it's the off season. This is normally when they you know, and that's another thing. You know, um, I have somebody close to me that's in the NFL, um, and. The NFL policy is really a joke, if you ask me. The NFL policy on drugs, you know, the way that they do the testing. They only test you during the offseason. So, basically, unless you've already been in the program. Now, if you've already been in the program, i.e. Le'Veon Bell, you know, um, Josh Gordon, these guys, uh, Martavis Bryant, you know, these kind of guys, they get tested throughout the year, you know. So they don't really have that leeway of knowing when the test is coming. But everybody else, people who've never been in the system, people who've never got popped for performance enhanced steroids or whatever, you know, or, you know, uh, these guys. And I'm not even sure really if steroids are actually illegal in the NFL. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm not completely sure on that. But the, the, the drug testing, you know, they only test in the offseason. So you know when it's coming. So how can you fail? You know, so I'm sure the NFL is going to be, you know, investigating that issue as well. Um, you know, I still probably see Shady getting about a two or three game suspension. That's just how I feel just on the surface. That's what that's what I think on the surface that he that 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 he will get about a two game suspension. Now, we're going to we're going to stay tight on that subject. Uh, we're going to see we're going to obviously we're going to closely monitor monitor that situation to see what's going on but like i said from the reports the facts that we know is shady was not there shady was not the one who actually did it he's been in miami um from the police report somebody's the police said their house was actually targeted um and that two women were there and you know the alleged ex-girlfriend was pistol whipped you know that's that, that that's what we know you know and the injuries that she had that's what we know we're gonna stay tuned on on that subject Switching over to some more NFL news, man. What is going on with these NFL players, man? You know, I'm I'm sitting down yesterday, coming up with some stuff for the show. I'm like, man, what am I gonna do today? What am I gonna talk about tomorrow? Ain't nothing really happened today, you know. Uh, you know, I'm I'm just strolling through. I'm on different articles, whatever, and I scroll by, and I see Brandon Browner faces four felony charges, four felony charges. Uh, four felony charges. He's charged with trying to kill his ex-girlfriend. Listen, man, now, you know, I know a lot of people, um, he, he, let, let's break it down first before I, before I go into that. He was charged with trying to kill his ex-girlfriend. He stole a Rolex. He broke in from the police report. He broke in. He dragged a woman and tried to smother her with a carpet. Uh, his arraignment is going to be on July 30th. Uh, he's charged on, he was charged yesterday with murder in the first, murder, first degree residential burglary and two other counts. Um, he, 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 he wasn't playing football anymore. Um, now I know the first thing that some people are going to go with is CTE, you know, uh, or mental mental issues from all the banging because Brandon Browner, you know, was, you know, he was a he he was a banger, <laughs> so uh, big physical cornerback, so um, you know, this is this is such a dicey. I think this one right here is cut and dry. I was, you know, this one right here is totally different from the 
the Shady McCoy case because in the Shady McCoy case, obviously he wasn't there. Uh, in the Brandon Browner case, he's already been arrested. He's already been he's already been charged. Uh, you know, he he he's he seems like he's definitely at the lowest of the lowest. And you know, and it's and it's and it's sad, man. You know, like guys are throwing their life away. You know, you made millions of dollars, and you telling me that that you can't walk away from a woman. That don't make it like 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 you gotta have some type of self control. You gotta have some type of the to be a man, you know, because because she couldn't have done anything to you. You know, I'm 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 one of those people, man, that I'm one of those people that if somebody hits you, you hit them back. Right? Like, you know, I was taught at a young age, man. My mama told me if you're big enough to pass a lick, you you big enough to take a lick. You know, and and that's the one thing. I have young daughters, man, and that's the one thing I'm going to teach them uh, as they get older, um, you know, when they really start to, when they really starting to understand, you know, because my oldest is six. She, she understands, but she don't, she's not going to understand that, you know, that you do not put your hands on a guy and expect nothing to happen to you. It may sound effed up. It may sound, you know, whatever, but I've seen too many times where women are, you know, I'm from that culture, you know, you put your hands on somebody and you're not expecting them to hit you back and they hit you back. And then now you want to go cry wolf. And that's why I felt about unpopular opinion. This is unpopular opinion. You're not going to like everything I say. Just like the Ray Rice situation. You know, um, if you watch that whole video, you will see that she slapped him twice before he b before he did what he did. Now, I'm not advocating hitting women. That's that's never that's never that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is sometimes we need to start looking at these females instead of instead of putting all the blame on men back to the Brandon Brown situation. There's there's no reports that this woman did anything to you. So you go break into her house. You drag her across the floor. You try to smother her. Do you know what type of person it takes to 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 to, to try to, you know, a, a gunshot wound is quick. Boom. Even even stabbing somebody, that's kind of quick. Even though, you know, that's more close contact. You know, that's it's, it's pretty quick. Boom. Um, you know, what other stuff you could do to somebody? Poison somebody. That's pretty, you know, that's pretty quick. I watch a lot of, uh, I, I, I watch a lot of cop shows. Uh, so, but to try to smother somebody, that takes, like, you're there. You're, you're seeing them lose life. And you and you continue to try to do that. Listen, man, this guy deserves everything that that um, that he's gonna get. Um, this is just, man, I can't even put into words the the amount of disappointment, the, the amount of anger that I feel. You know, this is two women back to back, man. Two women back to back that's getting abused. Either you know, uh, personally. Or, you know, as an association, because we don't know what, what happened in the, in the shady situation yet. But all we do know is we've seen the girl's face. We've seen that. We've seen that. So, and now Brandon Bronner, attempted murder? You're trying to, you're trying to smother her? Bro, you are a ex-NFL player. You've made millions of dollars. And you've won Super Bowls. And now you're telling me that 
one chick got you like this? Come on, bro. Like, you, 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 you can basically pick from the litter. You can basically pick anybody you want because of the, the, the stature of where you at in life. And now you done stoop down to trying to kill somebody? For what? You an idiot. That, that's, that's what you are. You are an idiot and you are a coward. That's what you are. You are a coward. Men who, who, who try to assert their dominance, man, you know, trying to be try to be all macho and talk down to a female, nine times out of ten, those same guys aren't going to do that to another guy. See, they do that to women because they know that they are less less powerful. You know that 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 you're bigger than them. So naturally, they're probably going to be scared of you because they don't have the strength as you. It's not like you fighting a smaller guy who 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 probably with it just like you're with it. Nine times out of ten, that female is not going to be with it. So when you're trying to search your dominance, man, just because just because you can, you are a coward, and you breaking that house, you drag her. Who who like who? This is the stuff that. This is the stuff that you hear about on movies. This is what you hear about on movies, man. And we're living in real life in the NFL. Real life in the NFL. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. Moving right along, man, because I, I get mad talking about that. I, I can't even do it. I, I, I just get mad talking about it, man, because I have daughters, man. I have daughters. And I don't know what I'd do if somebody is is if somebody did that to one of my daughters. I would I would lose I would lose my mind, man. Literally, I would lose my mind. Who knows what I do? So we're we gonna keep 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 track on the shady and the, the browner situation. Um moving on to some basketball, man, some less lighter news to ease us on on on, on in there. Uh you know, um, I've been I've been seeing a lot. You know, um, I was watching the NBA Summer League yesterday, and I don't really watch the NBA Summer League. And I'm gonna tell you why I don't really watch the NBA Summer League because who cares about the NBA Summer League? It's almost like the it's almost like the NBA draft to me. It's like it's 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 totally pointless. You know, um, I because in the Summer League you playing against guys who don't even matter. <laughs> I mean, let's let's just be honest. They you're playing in Summer League against. Rookies, first year, maybe third year guys who really haven't panned out in the NF in, in in the NBA. So you're telling me that a guy, you know, that I'm supposed to be excited about, you know, um what somebody do in summer league when they're not playing against the best of the best. Summer league ain't the best of the best. So I don't really watch the summer league. But yesterday nothing was on. Uh, I was flipping forward between the Yankees game, um, the Yankees and the uh and the uh, Orioles uh games. Um, and you know, Luke Walton, they, they was talking to Luke Walton and, you know, he said that him and LeBron have been texting, which, which is what I said. I mean, why would LeBron text Luke Walton when he's on vacation? Like, I am going to come back. It's not like I'm going to be gone the whole summer because <laughs> you, you already know LeBron's going to start his workout routine. He always does it. He goes on vacation. He come back by, by the time the summer league starts, he gets to work. <laughs> he's already been uploading, uh, videos on Instagram of him working out, uh, balancing, pushing weights, doing all that other stuff. I just watched another video today uh, where he's back in the gym again. This is what he do. But Luke Walden mentioned yesterday that LeBron, him and LeBron has already been texting and they supposed to be trying to find the time to actually get a meet in. Um, 
Which is what I said. You know, everybody was blowing up a big deal that he hadn't talked to Luke Walton yet. Like, man, like, give me a break. But, you know, how different, I was, I was, I was becoming a thing, I was thinking to myself, like, how different would this be coaching LeBron compared to the Golden State Warriors? Now, of course, when Luke was there, he had, uh, there was no KD, there was no Boogie. It was just Steph, Clay, Draymond, Iggy, the group, Harrison Barnes, that crew, you know. Um, he took over, they won the championship in 2015, that next year, Steve Kerr had back problems. Luke Walton took over. Uh, he coached him. I believe they had 24 straight wins before they lost. I mean, that's not really coaching. The Warriors was already ready-made by that time. Like, them boys was already – Steph Curry won an MVP. That same year, Steph Curry won unanimous MVP. You know, um, they won 73 games that year. They didn't win the championship, obviously. Uh, the greatest regular season team in history, 73-9, and nine, didn't win the championship. Uh, they was up 3-1 on the cast. So everybody already know that story, blah, 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 blah. Um, but Luke Walton, this will be a different task for Luke Walton here. You know, because coaching LeBron James and coaching Steph Curry or coaching LeBron James and coaching Draymond Green, you know, they're not even on the same stratosphere because LeBron James uh, demands more out of you. And I'm not saying Steph Curry and them don't demand more because they all great, you know, they all great in their own right. And, of course, they're professionals. Of course, they want to be, you know, they want to do everything right. But LeBron is more vocal. I, th I think we can all agree on that. He's more vocal on what he likes and what he doesn't like. And when he doesn't like something, he's going to let you know what he doesn't like. You know, and I was reading a report yesterday. Uh, I can't remember who wrote the report Mag from Magic. I think it was Dave Menon of, of, of ESPN. Um, they was recalling the, the uh, Magic Johnson-LeBron meet that Saturday night when free agency started. Uh and they say Magic was out there an hour early. That lets you know how much Magic respects LeBron. That he was there parked in front of LeBron James's house an hour before LeBron even showed up. When LeBron got there, Magic was already there. That tells you how bad Magic wanted him. Now, 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 if LeBron was as 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 a hard of a person to play with as people say he is, do you think Magic is really trying to do that? Now, another thing from that meeting to get me back to Luke Walden, but Magic Johnson said. When he talked to LeBron that night, he already knew everybody on the team. He knew their strengths. He knew their weaknesses. And that's what I was talking about when Ty Lue said LeBron is an easy guy to coach. And, and I said it on the show uh, that next day. When he said easy, he meant a guy who's who's cerebral, a guy who you don't really have to teach anything, a guy who, who, who can be that extra coach on the floor. Like, <laughs> Matt just said it himself. He already knew everything, you know. I didn't need to sell him on 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 the Lakers because he already know how the Lakers. He already know the history. He already know. He already know. You know what this organization was about and what we can be. So Luke Walden, I'm gonna say this is gonna be his best year coaching because he got a guy and Luke Walden is not a dummy. I mean Luke Walden played in the NBA. You know Luke Walden. He he's a very cerebral guy. There's a reason why he he's. He, he's gotten these opportunities, you know, to, uh, I mean, outside of that being Bill Walton, but he, he's, he's also kind of made it, made, made a, a name for himself, so to speak. But this is going to be his best year, man, because, because, because LeBron is going to push him to be better than he ever had to be. He's going to hold him accountable. Ty Lue said that himself. You know, when I'm going to my meetings, I have to think about what LeBron is going to ask me. What questions are LeBron is going to ask? So I'm already thinking two steps ahead. 
that's going to help Luke Walton in his preparation because anytime you you have a plan A and a plan B and maybe a plan C, you're probably going to, nine times out of ten, you're going to be successful instead of just having plan A. Because when that plan A don't work, how are you going to adjust? What in-game adjustments are you going to make? You know, what personnel are you going to use in certain situations? Like the Warriors, when they want to just throw you off the floor, what do they use? The Hampton Five now used to be called the depth lineup, but now it's called the Hampton Five, I guess, because they all meet, they all met in the Hamptons when they was trying to recruit Kevin Durant, but um, <laughs> with Draymond, Clay, Steph, and uh, Iggy. But uh, so now it's the Hampton Five. But when they want to blow you off the court, what do they do? They know the personnel that can that's that that's going to be a mismatch for every team in the league. So now Luke Walton is tasked with, what are we going to do when this happens? Now, the thing is, the the biggest question of them all is, what kind of ego do Luke Walton have? Because that's what it's really going to come down to. Because most people don't like to be corrected. Most people, especially when they're in charge, most people don't like to be told that, that hey, um, that's not how you do it. Regardless of if they really are, most people don't like to be told that's not how you do it. So the thing with Luke is him being the coach and LeBron being the player. Now, separating that 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 player relationship that they had because they were both uh drafted in that 2003 draft. Uh they played they played against each other. Uh Luke Wall now has coached against LeBron and now he's going to coach him. So now you're going to think of of how do it's 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 almost like, right? You and your friend is at a job. And you get promoted to be a supervisor. Your friend is now, and I'm the biggest example of that would be in the military, right? You know, you all be friends. Everybody, EFO Mafia, that's what we call it. You know what I'm saying? The, the, the sham shield. Uh, that, you know, so, and then one of your friends get promoted to E5, which is sergeant. Now, how do you separate that friendship from being a, from being, from now being a, 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 a you know, superior, really? you know, or they being your subordinate. So how how do how do the 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 coach take being criticized by the player? Cause we all know it's gonna happen. When LeBron don't like something, he's gonna let you know like, hey man, that's that's not working. Uh, I I can't remember who it was yesterday. They said like LeBron is probably gonna let let Luke run the show for like the first couple months. And if it's working, then, hey, so be it. We're going to keep rolling with it. We're going to uh, ride it till the wheels fall off. But when it's not working, now, hey, man, what are we going to do? What, what are we going to do? Because we can't keep sitting here, you know, turning our wheels, you know, because it's championship time. He went to the Lakers, obviously a team that's not met, uh, ready-made, but if you don't think LeBron is going there to compete for it, for a title, I mean, you're sadly mistaken. You are you are highly undervaluing uh, his 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 competitive nature. He he wants to win, <laughs> you know. And LeBron believes that he's going to win, regardless of whatever the the, the 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 Warriors are doing. And that's why he's so content with playing with his team. The Lakers team is really not all that bad when you lay down um, the, the 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 team and how it is. Obviously, you got LeBron, you got Rondo, you got Lonzo. You got Ingram, you got Kuzma, you got you had Lance, you got Kentavious Caldwell Pope, and a lot of people are sleeping on Kentavious Caldwell Pope. He's not a he's he's not a you know superstar all star. You know he he he's a decent role player who who who's average who averaged twelve points last year. 
who averaged 12 points the year before in Denver, I mean, in Detroit, who is a career 10-point average a game. So now you add that with playing with LeBron, you don't think that he can get up to about 14, 15 points a game? That's only just one extra shot a game. <laughs> and you know LeBron is a willing passer. Rondo is a willing passer. Lonzo is a willing passer. You know, all these guys' numbers can go up. I was talking, just to switch subjects real quick, I was talking to a guy yesterday, man. You know, I'm in a Facebook group, uh, and one of the guys asked the question, could Melo start on the um, on a playoff team or something like that? You know, that was that was, that was the, the the statement. Could he? Could he? Could you see Melo starting? And I said, yeah. Like, oh, the question was, y'all do y'all think Melo's gonna start wherever he is, wherever he ends up? And I said, yes, I do believe he that that he that he's gonna start where he ends up. One guy told me, you know, and I, I don't really like people to argue with emotions, man, because that 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 gets you away from the facts, you know, because because now you're talking about and, and you can just tell when somebody ain't really using them ain't using facts. They're using emotions. And then later I found out he was a Houston Rockets fan and that's why he didn't want Carmelo on his team. And listen, man, I, and I, I'm, I laid it out for you the other day. Carmelo Anthony, career average, 24 points per game last year. 16 points per game. You don't think that playing with LeBron James, Rondo, and Lonzo Ball, he couldn't get that average up to 22, 23, or maybe his 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 real average or where he's at at 24? Especially on the Lakers, because the Lakers right now don't have a lot of scores. The, the Lakers... The, the Lakers at this point, don't have a lot of scores. So he's going to be the second option behind LeBron shooting, maybe. Maybe, you know, it'll be him, Ingram, Kuzma, you know, but I think Melo will be will be that. He shot his career lowest points per game, field goal percentage, all that other stuff this morning. Or he shot all, he shot, he shot his, his lowest, his lowest um, percentage uh, this year, but he also took the lowest attempts of his career. And why is that? Because he was playing with two ball scores, not ball dominant. Cause LeBron is also ball dominant. He played with two other ball dominant scorers in Chris and, uh, Paul George and, um, and, uh, Russell Westbrook. So, we already know Carmelo is a volume shooter. We know Carmelo is going to get his shots up. That's what he do. He's one of the best scorers that the NBA has seen. So if you telling me, uh, you would expect uh, Carmelo to shoot his best in a year where he shot less, how does that make any sense? He took the least amount of shots that he's ever taken in his career per game. How do you expect him to get up to that 24 when he's not taking the same amount of shots that he was taking to get up to that 24? And when you're not in rhythm, when 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 you're barely getting the ball or when you're getting the ball only in certain situations for a guy like Carmelo, it takes time for him to just to just turn he you know, to just turn that on. Not to mention Carmelo did average, I mean, he had his career high in three-pointers made last year with 169. So you telling me that guy can't go make a team better. Can't go make a playoff team better. He had 169 threes last year. The most he's ever had in his career. So you're telling me that guy 
playing with other guys who's going to get him easy opportunities, you're telling me that guy can't can go get you 22 to 24 points a game next year? I, I think that's a ridiculous statement. He met with the with the uh, Rockets um, yesterday. Um, Mike D'Antoni was was in that meeting. From what the report said, he made it. Mike D'Antoni was made it clear that whatever happened in New York, that's behind them, and the circumstances would be totally different. And he welcomed the idea of coaching Carmelo. You know, I was talking to that guy on Facebook yesterday, and he's like, nobody want Melo in the top eight, and I'm like, who is your top eight anyways? Because that'll all be off speculation. The Warriors is going to win it, so everybody else don't even really matter, really. So, but it, but. Who's your top eight? Because I'm pretty sure the Rockets are in your top eight. And the Rockets won them. They was the first one to have a meeting with them. If they didn't want them, I'm pretty sure they would have just, they, they, they wouldn't even did the meeting. Of course, Chris Paul was probably pushing them to go do the meeting. But it's still up to the organization to, to, to schedule those meetings. To actually have their head coach go there and sit down with a guy. He also met with the Miami Heat. Uh, Eric Spostra was obviously in, 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 in that meeting. Now, Eric Spoelstra has already been a big advocate for 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 getting mellow. He thinks he's going to be a, a big part of their offense. And, and you know, that's what I was trying to emphasize to that guy. Like, uh, people are in need of mellow services. Let's not let's not think that that people ain't, ain't, ain't just going to, that people don't want mellow. There's been plenty of chatter about acquiring mellow. Because they because they know the circumstances that that he was under. Nobody thrived under Westbrook as far as scoring points outside of Kevin Durant. Because Kevin Durant is going to make most of his anyways because he's unguardable. But most guys don't thrive with Res with Westbrook as far as points. I mean, you know, Oladipo did the same thing and he went to Indiana and then look what happened. He he you know he catches fire. I believe we're going to see a different Melo this year. As long as Melo is getting his touches, as long as he's getting, you know, uh, the proper touches that he needs, um, I believe he can be in a situation where he can score, you know, 22 to 24 points per game. I think that's easy, especially, you know, if he goes to Houston, when, when you think about James Harden, you think about Chris Paul, the willing passer that Chris Paul is, um, I think he can help them more in, in, in more situations as far as because we know James Harden is a choke artist. We know Chris Paul is injury prone. So who... If let's say Chris Paul get hurt this year, we're not advocating that at all. I never advocate for anybody to get hurt. But let's say Chris Paul, you know, does his usual thing and gets hurt, right? You're gonna count on James Harden to lead you to the promised land because that happened this year. Chris Paul put y'all in a prime position this year with that game five win, up three to two, with one more game at home in the game seven, and what happened? So you telling me Carmelo couldn't help? The Houston Rockets? Is that what you're telling me? You're telling me Carmelo Anthony could not help the Houston Rockets right now. And then he said, the guy he told me, well, you're only saying that he, he could be a good fit because cause he scored buckets. Well, I mean, what else? He don't, And he was like, and he don't play any defense. I'm like, well, what else? I mean, I've never seen anybody say, yeah, he's going to be a good fit on this team uh, because he – because he played defense. Like, well, you go get buckets, man. Like, that's what you go do. The name of the game is go get buckets. And I understand that defense is a part of the game, but let's not act like Carmelo Anthony has always played defense. Carmelo Anthony has never played defense. That's always been a knock on Carmelo Anthony. So why is it a, so so why is that such important now that he doesn't play defense? Because he averaged sixteen points last year and he looked bad? So is that why we're making it a big deal now? Steph Curry don't play defense. But he's a good fit, right? He'll be a good fit with anybody, right? 
Why? Because he can get buckets, right? James Harden don't play defense. And he's a good fit. Why? Because he go get buckets. That's the name of the game. I need to score more points than you. And that's the Rockets formula anyways. Mike D'Antoni don't care about no defense. As long as we score more than another team, we're good. I don't care how many points I give up on defense. Obviously, that's not how he feels, you know. But the, the gist, if I score more points than you, like, I don't care. I don't care how many points I gave up. As long as I get the W. doesn't matter whether I win by one or, one and a, or, or, or half a point. don't matter. I won the game. So you don't think Carmelo Anthony can go over there and, and help that Houston Rockets team? They, they, they lost Trevor Ariza. They, lo- they lost Luke, Luke Matamute. They lost him. You don't think that, 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 that they can add another wing score? <laughs> he ain't going to be much of a defender. But he's going to give you buckets. They're going to set him up in prime opportunities because the defense is so keyed in on James Harden, whenever, especially when, when, when James Harden put the ball on the floor and go to the rim. That's an easy kick out. We know how Chris Paul is. We know the marksman that he is um, with the basketball uh, whenever he's in passing mode. So I, I just don't get this idea, man, that Carmelo Anthony couldn't 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 play for another team. Like that's that's ludicrous if you ask me, man. Uh moving on to the NFL, man, back to the NFL real quick. Uh, you know, story came out yesterday, you know, about the statue in Carolina, uh, for the Carolina Panthers, the statue of Jared Richardson. Uh the new owner, David Tepper, say he will not uh, take the statue down, although there's been fans uh, requesting and uh, saying that, that they should take it down. Uh, obviously, Jerry Richardson was fined last year $2.75 million for sexual and racial uh, misconduct in the workplace. Um, I have a little bit of missed emotions on, on this um, because um, my thing is is he's the, he's the, not only was he the team owner, he's the founder of that of that franchise. Now, I'm pretty sure they didn't put that that statue out there in front of Carolina Stadium because he was a good man. Cuz that never happened in sports. See, we only care about stuff when it happens. You know, um or when it's or or or, or, or when it starts to catch fire. You know, that's the only time we care about stuff. I'm pretty sure the Carolina Panthers didn't put that out there because he was he was a good man. No, they put it out there because he's the owner of the team. He's the founder of this organization. So, um, on one hand, I understand not taking it down. But on the other hand, to the new owner's, David Tepper's plan, he said that he want this this organization to be a carefree, I mean, a a open and safe work environment. He expects nothing less except an open and safe work environment in the past and in, in the, the past is the past. It was what it was, and this is now. So judging by what you're saying right now, sir, then you need to take down the statue to get rid of the past. But then I'm on the other side of, of just me being, you know, my, just my mind. He's the owner of that team. He's the, he, he, he founded this team. So normally, what do companies do, you know, for their owners? They normally do murals. They normally do all of this other stuff. Nick Saban got a statue, you know, not because not because he was a good man. It's because he win games. That's the only thing people care. Like, you know, they don't really care about all that other stuff until it happens. 
Ray Rice situation. I, I, I said it earlier today. The domestic violence issue. They didn't even have a policy. The national anthem. They didn't even have a policy in place. The NFL is so backwards and the NFL is so late on so many things. And they don't they don't want to make it an issue. And, and they don't address it until after the fact. Instead of being proactive, they're reactive. They wait till something happens and then they react. Instead of doing it beforehand. Bobby Bowden got a statue outside of Florida State, right outside of Dope Campbell Stadium, right outside the uh, the Athletic Center. And he didn't get that statue because Bobby Bowden was a good man. Bobby Bowden got that statue because he was, when he retired, the winningest coach in NCAA Division I football history. He got that statue because he won games. Magic Johnson and all these guys get statues because they win games. Not because they're a good person. Not because he's a good person. They, they they get these statues because they win games. So I can understand why he would say that um that he that that he will leave the um that he will leave the um the, 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 the statue up because it makes sense in that right. I mean this guy founded this team. There would be no me if, if it wasn't for him, regardless of what he did. Racial racial slurs and sexual slurs. They put that he may got that statue out there because of who he is, not because of not because of what not because of his 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 actions and all that other stuff. Not because his character. He got it because of who he is. So with with that being said, I think that they should leave the statue up. I mean, the fans may not like it, but guess what? The fans still gonna come to the games. If you don't if you think that that's gonna make fans not come to the game, then you are sadly mistaken. They are still gonna go there cuss at it, spit at it, do whatever they're going to do. But guess what? They're still going to go to the game because they're still going to, because they still want to watch football. They still want to watch, they, they still want to watch their favorite team go crazy. So the statue, the statue got to stay up. Uh, I don't think they're going to take it out. I think he's going to stand by his word and not um, under that pressure. Another thing, man, the NBA news, uh, Lance Stevenson, you know, they he did an interview. He was talking about how LeBron, he thinks that him and LeBron's, uh, you know, clatter was due off mutual respect, and I do, and I do believe that. And it showed because LeBron was the one that called Lance Stevenson. You know, Lance Stevenson said that he was surprised that he actually called him, and LeBron told him that he liked what he brings, what he brings on the floor. That meant a lot. Lance Stevenson played all eighty-two games last year. You know, LeBron's gonna like that. Uh, uh, not mixing games. I think that's another thing that hurt him and D Wade and him in Miami was because D-Wade was, was, was always hurt. LeBron was playing a lot of games. Obviously, he was taking his rest, but he, he wasn't taking his rest because he was hurt. You know, uh, D-Wade D, D, D was always hurt, missing games, 29 games, 30-some games, you know. Uh, it's, it's, it's all about being available. And LeBron could have played in those games, as he showed you he did last year. He played all 82 games in his 15th year and played in all the playoff games. <laughs> so he can do it. And don't tell me, a 30, a 29-year-old LeBron couldn't do that. Yeah, he could do that. But, man, when I'm carrying the team all the time, I get it, man. Whatever. Do whatever you got to do. Uh, I just don't agree doing that on the road for your road for the for the people that that, that actually come see you, you know, the, the other teams. You don't think that they want to go see LeBron James or Steph Curry when they come into their building or Kevin Durant? Like, yeah, like, I don't like it. I don't like them doing it on the road. You know, do it at home for your fans because your fans don't already seen you nine times out of ten. That's cool. Whatever. But Lance played in all 82 games last year. He averaged nine points per game, 
five five rebounds, two point nine assists. Now, I'm now I know for a fact playing with LeBron James, he's gonna be able to get that average up to about 11, 12 points a game. And to to be honest, that's really all you need when you got LeBron. We I'm pretty sure he's going to be somewhere around that 26 points per game average this year. Maybe more because he may have to do more, especially if they don't get another another score. Uh, he's definitely probably I, I I can easily see LeBron being around that 30 average if they don't get another score. Maybe pushing for another scoring title, pushing for another MVP. Uh, but uh, you know if Lance can average about 11 points per game. Like I say, uh, KCP averaged 12 points per game last year. Kuzma was, I believe, he was somewhere up in that 18. Lonzo had like 11 or something like that. The number I can't get the numbers right off the top of my head. And then you're still gonna add Ingram and you're still gonna add Hart. You know, so um, this this season is gonna be fun. And Lance Stevenson said it himself that he can't wait to have a fun filled season uh, playing with LeBron and, and you know the the mutual respect that LeBron has and that showed. That actually shows the the level of respect that LeBron has for Lance Stevenson. Out of all of they, you know, they spit spats and all that other stuff that they done did. Even last year in the playoffs, they kind of got into it a little bit. Not nothing serious, but you know, just you know, competitive stuff. I like that. I I like Lance because he's a competitive guy. You know, he's me. Lance, Lance Stevenson is me when 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 I play sports. I'm gonna do whatever I gotta do to get under your skin, especially if I know it gets under your skin. <laughs> I'm gonna talk the whole entire game to you. You can be you can be dropping me off, and guess what's gonna happen? I'm gonna be talking, and when I say drop off, I'm talking about like beating me. You can be dropping me off, not like actually dropping me off, dropping me off, and I'm still gonna be talking. You can score 15 points on me in a game of 21. Guess what's gonna happen? I'm still gonna be talking. I'm I'm one of those I'm one of those annoying guys that I'm gonna talk well when, when I'm doing good. I'm gonna talk when I'm doing bad. You definitely don't want me to be doing good though. You definitely don't want me to come down and hit you with one and then pull up in your face. Or you definitely don't want want me to steal the ball, play some good defense. That 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 really gets me excited. And you you would never hit an end up. So I think LeBron know what Lance Stevenson brings to the table. He plays hard. That that's who Lance is, especially when he has something to play for. And he know he's gonna have something to play for. Now playing with LeBron James. So, um, just something fun, man. I had, I, like I told y'all yesterday, I had nothing, nothing <laughs> to talk about. Crazy the 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 uh the thing that huh? Uh, since we've been going on for this while, but man, free agents just keep getting better. I mean, the offseason just keep getting better. So I came up with 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 my own winners and losers of free agency so far. I'm gonna go with the losers. I think Houston. Is, is a loser in this free agency, you know, because you lose Ariza, you lose uh, Bonamute, you could lose Clint Capella, because Clint Capella want forty, want want forty million more on this on 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 this deal. And now, if you don't get Carmelo, I think this offseason for the for the Houston Rockets, they they took a step back. I mean, you resign Chris Paul, you resign Gerald Green. What is that going to do? You know, when you don't lost your two wing. And Trevor Ariza was a three and D type guy. He 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 could come back on the other end and give you ten to twelve points per game and go play solid defense. And you lose Matamute, who's also a good wing defender. So Houston hold his L and and uh, free agency. Um, I think the Bulls was a loser in this free agency when you when you didn't let um what's his name when you didn't let um you didn't let um. 
Zach Levine go to the Sacramento Kings to to retain him for four years, seventy eight million dollars. Why would you do that when next year you're gonna have when you could have let that 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 cap room go, and next year you're playing for maybe potential superstars, maybe guys want to come to Chicago. Who knows? But now you done signed Zach Levine to a four year, seventy eight million dollar offer sheet because you matched it. Why? Why would you do that? Bulls hold this L, my guys. The Spurs, and uh, and the Spurs, uh, and the only reason why I'm gonna say the Spurs is because Ka- is because Kawhi Leonard put you guys in that situation to be losers because he's already said if he's on the roster next season he will not play. He will sit out. He already said he wants a trade. He already said he wants a trade specifically to Los Angeles and to the Lakers. You know, there's been reports saying he'll go to the Clippers. I don't think that's going to ever happen, him go to the Clippers, uh, unless he just want to lose. I mean, I don't see how Kawhi makes them that much better either. Uh, and then you let Tony Parker, well, Tony Parker go, although Tony Parker was getting older, but he he, he was one of those glue guys on your team, one of the guys who, who, who's who been there. So just because the Spurs going to have to let Kawhi go, and then they already let Tony Parker go. Of course, they got Bellinelli, you know, they Kyle Anderson, he um, – he, they let him walk because they didn't. They didn't. Uh, they didn't match the offer. So Spurs hold his L. Winners, of course. I'm gonna go the Los Angeles Lakers. They got LeBron. That 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 was the steal right there. And then you're gonna add Rondo. And then you're gonna add Lance. Well, you added Lance. KCP stayed. He's a good defender as well. He had 1.4 steals last year. So that's another defender that. That would be on that team outside of Rondo and Lance. Lonzo can actually play good defense, you know. So, you know, they got Javale is going to be a good, a good rim protector. Golden State, obviously, man, they re-signed KD. That was the big, I think, because I think KD is the one who made that whole ship go. If KD, if if KD's not on that team, the Warriors don't win championships. If KD's on that team, they don't go back to back. If KD's on that team, who knows if they even go back to the finals even last year? Because I believe they don't have KD last year. I believe they lose that series to the Rockets. I believe they lose that series to the Rockets. And then, of course, they sign Boogie. They sign Boogie and let go JaVale. So you let go JaVale and you get an upgrade in Boogie. (laughs) So the Golden State Warriors, the Phoenix Suns, they got Trevor Ariza. They got that 3 and D guy. You know, they re-signed Devin Booker to his extension, and they got the first pick, DeAndre Aiden, in, in, in this past draft. I think they're going to be significantly better in the West this year. I believe they're going to be competing. I don't believe they'll be good enough to make uh, the playoffs, which I think that's why Devin Booker was crazy to re-sign with, 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 with Phoenix. He should have, I believe, me personally, but he went for the money. I mean, I get it. You know, I think he probably should have tested his, his luck in free agent. I believe he could have got uh, some Maybe not as much money as he got for staying with the, with the Suns because the way that the collective bargain agreement shapes out, you they 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 basically encourage you or they basically bribe you to stay with your team because your team is able to give you the biggest contract, the biggest max contract. Like LeBron could have signed a two hundred million dollar deal if he had stayed in Cleveland. Uh, Kawhi Leonard is eligible for $219 million if he stayed with the San Antonio Spurs. Anywhere else, I believe it's somewhere like $150 million. So you're talking about like a 60-something million, 70-something million dollar difference. Uh, so they, they do that to encourage people to stay with their teams. Um, so, But I don't think Devin Booker should have stayed with this team. You know, I don't see them going anywhere. 
uh, OKC. I'm going to say OKC only because they lost Carmelo. And I know that sounds crazy because I big Carmelo up. But I'm going to say this because he doesn't fit with that team. He, he doesn't fit with what they're trying to do. You know, like I like I said earlier, with two ball dominant guys, you know, he 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 just doesn't fit well with that team the way that they currently constricted. So that's why I put Carmelo in there. And plus they 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 was able to keep Paul George. You know, I said that two days ago that, you know, that means a lot or that says a lot about Russ that somebody's actually wanted to stay, you know. So, and also Dallas, man. Dallas got DeAndre Jordan. They got a rim protector. They got a, a high flyer. They got a guy who's going to play defense. You know, uh, they still got Dirk. I'm sh- pretty sure he still has some left in the tank. Um, they, 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 they traded for Luka Donich instead of getting Trey Young. Um, and then they still have Dennis Smith, man. So I believe Dallas is going to be, you know, a team to look out for next year in the playoffs. They still have Rick Carlisle, who is one of the best coaches in the NBA. He's very, 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 very underrated. I mean, think about Rick Carlisle, the team he took to the NBA Finals in in 2010, and the team that he actually beat. That, like, like, like that's 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 crazy, and that says a lot about about your coach. Obviously, the players on the court because they're the ones that are actually doing all the hard work. But you're talking about the X's and O's. You're talking about being able to put guys in the right situation. You're talking about, like I said about Luke Walton earlier, he's, he's going to have to figure out these right lineups, what situations these guys thrive in the best, you know, which lineups, you know, gel and mesh well together. And, you know, I think Rick Carlisle is really, really underrated in that aspect. So I believe, you know, Dallas is going to make some noise next year, and Dallas could get into the playoffs uh, next year. We're definitely going to have to see how, how they rest of the offseason and how to piece of the regular season and the trade deadline go because maybe they want to add some pieces or whatever. So we'll see how that goes. But I believe right now that Dallas is they 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 could be, you know, seventh or eighth seed in, in the West. Which is not too bad. But that's gonna be it for today, guys. That's that's my time. My time is up. Uh make sure you guys turn into the unpopular opinion podcast every single weekday, Monday through Friday, right here with your host Grand Hefe. I'll see you guys tomorrow, man. <laughs> Shit for real. Pull out like Jungle.